Welcome to the E6 Podcast from Colonial Church, a place for candid conversations about what our church community is learning, what's going on in the world, and how it all applies to our lives as followers of Jesus. My name is Brooke, and this is episode 100. That's right. That was that was Lauren. Thanks, Lauren. Appreciate that. That was not me. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could be that cool. <laughs> oh, that was Tanner Hodges. Oh. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was me. Never thought we'd get here, fellas. One hundred. I don't know what are we. I don't know what we're doing with our lives. That feels. Never. That feels like monumental. I feel incredibly underprepared to celebrate the one hundredth episode. I feel like we should have had like I don't know some sort of party planned or. Maybe this should be a live podcast, like yeah, in front yeah, of people. Yeah. And we'd have five people show up. Hey, man. Including our spouses. Party because party they're celebrating us. <laughs> <laughs> our little ones that yeah. can't not come. That's right. You know, they don't have a choice. Yeah, that's right. Well, this has been the E6 podcast from Colonial Church. You can always get. I'm just kidding. Yeah. We're, we're done. We're done. That's it. This it. has been. The end. <laughs> it's 100. Moving on. That's funny. Uh, Tanner, you missed out last week. Um, Lauren, Lauren promised that this week he was going to sing a song to us in German. That is not true. Ninety nine hot air balloons or some something some like such that. Song. I don't have a one hundred song. I, I German last week. Not 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 this week. Hmm. Hmm. I think we should just sit here in silence until you sing it to us. I can't figure it out, man. Come on. It's funny how when in I German. want it, when I want to sing. You guys just ridicule me, and now you want me to sing. I'm completely so that we can ridicule you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay, that makes sense. I hope our Uh, listeners just recognize the challenges that I have to deal with (laughs) here at Colonial Church. Speaking of challenges, Tanner, a couple weeks ago, um, Uh you you were sharing uh, your frustration with my wife. Oh, for. um, bringing the idea of a new puppy into the house. Yeah. Um, I have lost plenty of sleep over the last couple oh, yeah. of weeks due to said puppy. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is how is your puppy world? Uh, Give an update. St- still not my puppy. Okay. <laughs> you know it is my family's puppy. Okay. Uh, it's theirs. I'm losing some sleep. It it this puppy makes the most horrific sound <laughs> at night no, when it is no, I couldn't do it with that. sounds it sounds like it's getting murdered no how do you I, I don't understand how are you uh, sleeping we're not <laughs> we're not how I love dogs I let, let the I have been away I love dogs get rid of the dog <laughs> man I have been awake for nine days straight okay oh, that's straight. I can't I can't <laughs> Uh, it's good thing uh-huh. it's cute, man. It's a good thing it's cute. Uh, is it that cute? It's a pretty cute puppy. Um, what kind? Of, what breed is it again? It's a Labradoodle. Man, that's so yeah. So My wife is it a big Shelby, one or a little one? It's gonna be a big one. Yeah, it's like it's gonna. The vet was like it's gonna be about fifty pounds. Wow. What hope do you have that <laughs> the sounds are gonna go away? Uh, I'm serious. What? Where? Where do you find? Is it? Is it like currently? I'm is researching. Um, what I'm, kind of? What kind of sounds? Like, no. Okay. So they're 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 like murderous sounds. But I can't is it, even. Is it dreaming? Is it? Is no. It, it's just. It's I don't want to be in here in by cage. myself. Yeah. Have, I don't you tri- have you tried a uh, uh, anti-barking <laughs> high frequency? No. Thing? I'm currently researching how to soundproof. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a different. My... That's a different direction. <laughs> have you tried bringing it into your room? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, can I and tell you? Real absolutely quick? not. We have a little. <laughs> th- I'm, I may lose 
some people because I, I all the cat lovers already <laughs> don't like me. Mm-hmm. Um, Go ahead, just pile on. By the way, I I actually this sounds weird. I took too much cat medication last night. Don't ask me how. But um, wait, what? You took too much cat medication? You missed, you missed my pun. I said, "Don't ask me how." Get it? Oh. Don't ask me how. Come on, come on. So, also on that previous episode, we talked about the number of words. Oh, I don't have an exact count, but I did go back and look, and including the intro and outro that I did, our sixty-eight-minute uh, podcast was filled by me for eighteen minutes. With the three of us, or two of us, or there was what? three of us. There was okay. three of us, so it's not nearly as bad. Oh, the eighteen out of sixty-eight—that's almost a third. Yeah, so it's. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's uh you know, less than fifteen. Who, that I, who won uh, between me and Tanner? I, I don't I Oh come was, on, we need totally, to know that. It was totally you. Um For real? Like you yeah. got numbers? Well, they don't add up in the correct way and I didn't try real hard to oh, uh to I get see. to get an accurate word count because that was gonna take way too much work time and I mm, didn't do it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was uh you you had him by ten minutes or so. Oh, that's not too bad. <laughs> Still more words. Still more words. Still more words. <laughs> yeah. I'll write that off to Tanner deferring, not having nothing to say. <laughs> and from now on, that's what I'm going to do. That's my that's my game plan. <laughs> so this uh, this podcast is a little bit different, um, not because it's number 100, but because uh, we are uh, we're recording before the weekend, which we've, yeah. we've done occasionally, and sometimes we like to pretend like the weekend already <laughs> happened, and, and it was such a great weekend, and we just expect that good things happen. Um, but we're, we're, we, got, we got some stuff going on next week. We're, we've got some plans for, uh, for at the movies and things that we've got to get done, and so uh, we decided to um, take some time on Thursday before the weekend to record our podcast today. And, uh, and so we are looking forward now, uh, rather than looking back at the, at the weekend, we're looking forward to a weekend of celebrating life change. Um, are you guys excited about that or no? It's a cool weekend. Um, it's not something we normally do, uh, I, I guess in this way we do baptisms often, but, um, this is a, this is a really cool, really cool weekend bookending some things with, with worship, uh, and then. Um, we've got a cool story that's going to be shared this weekend. So looking forward to that and, um, busy, it's busy. Like, uh, you've already let the cat out of the bag. Just, just meow. Uh, and, um, we, we have, uh, like a higher event that's happening on campus and then we've got baptism weekend and we have worship and prayer night on Sunday night as well. So like, it's a kind of a full weekend, um, of things kind of happening. So. You know, speaking of the hiring event, like it's it's not our hiring event. It's it's um, United Market Street. Yeah, as they are putting in a new store right down the street, right down the street from us. Yeah, which is cool. That's cool. Where yeah. is that going to be? Uh, it used to be Cash Saver, yeah, but cash I don't savers. know what like it was there before. Which intersection is that? It's down. Kemp and uh, in Southwest. Southwest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right behind the Eskimo Hut. Yeah, that shut down or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Went to two? yeah. Where the where the uh, where the barbecue barbecue, barbecue truck trailers always. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But we were they came up they came up and and we met with them just to make sure they had everything they needed and I thought it was really cool that they uh, this is what they do 
when they yeah open they partner new with stores, churches yeah they partner with churches and and it to to hold a hiring event i just i was like I, that just i it didn't just know i just thought we were a, a, right. a building was like, that was available yeah it's nearby let's yeah, yeah, use yeah. That, see if they have it but that's what <clears> they do is they call churches and they set it up to to meet in in their uh in in the church space to uh, to do that I, yeah. just, I was caught me off guard and thought it was interesting yeah and they had asked they asked uh after this is all settled and they've got all their hiring done and uh they do a grand opening they asked if um if, if, one, of, if one, of, one of us, if if one of us could uh, could be there to bless yeah. the building and yeah, we said we pray said over Lauren them would, and Lauren would totally be there. Lead pastor would love to. So that's pretty cool. But we have yeah. Anyway, we just have a. It's I I am encouraged by us using our space to help our community to honor our community, just be available to be a resource for our community. But then also we've just got just a cool weekend ahead of us. So yeah, um, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Well, and where it really hit hit the, uh, I guess the reality check in a really good way was when we had our baptism class a couple weeks ago, or a week and a half ago now, um, and not, didn't know for sure how many were coming. People sign up, people show up, and um, at least as of today, I think we have 16, 16. baptisms planned, yeah. uh, including a few elementary school age kids, uh, a junior high uh, and then we've got a bunch of adults um, mm-hmm. happen to all be female um, <laughs> and not just because uh, nine or ten of them are from from uh, a, a local ministry that, that really ministers well to women, but because um, that's just the way that way it's come down. And we were like in a really good way, like blown away, like, OK, wow. OK, we're not doing that in five minutes or ten minutes. Yeah. Let's let's rethink this whole weekend. Our gathering. Why do we? Why are we coming together? We're coming together to celebrate. So, people are going to hear this after the fact, and I hope I hope all the listeners were able to to be with us on Sunday the twenty sixth because um, it's going to be fun. It's just going to be an extended time of celebrating God's goodness and how He draws us to Himself, and and then what we celebrate uh, because of who He is. So. Should be fun. What's it? What's it uh, like for you specifically, Brooke? One of the the young girls we're gonna baptize is your firstborn daughter, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Jesse. Um, let's start with probably the most important question. What's it like for you not to be asked by her <laughs> to be baptized? She did not pick me. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd she pick? Uh, I think. I think. Uh, I think. Care K. I think. I think she mom's your wife. It. Yeah, I know. Um, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not opposed to that at all. I know. Um, it's it's uh it's it's a different experience. I've never I've never done this before. You know, it's my firstborn, and um, I mean one of the one of the things that we have uh, uh, tried to stress to the kids is that we want you to to make your decisions, and not make decisions because you think that's what we want you to do or because of what we believe, like, I don't, there's no point in getting baptized, um, because mom and dad would like it, Yeah, you know, outside of just making mom and dad feel good. And then, sure. you know, why don't you just come in give me a hug and tell me you love me and, you know, move on, <laughs> move on. But right. so it's, it's different. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to expect here is this mm. is a whole different thing and say, you know, even, even after she was like, I think I want to go through the baptism class. Like, I remember driving the car with her and I was like, I just want you to know, like, 
I don't want you to do this because I want because you think it's going to make me happy or or you know or anything like that. Like this is this is for you. It is it's something that we want you to experience when you are ready to do this. You know, hopefully, if when you choose to do this, and not not because we're pushing you to do this. And our our you know, I, I got baptized super early in life. And how old were you? Seven, um, and. And then, and then, you know, it's, it kind of brings up the conversation of, you know, a is following Jesus a, uh, a one-time decision, or over the course of, you know, my my childhood and growing up, and then starting to realize this is something that I believe and that I care mm-hmm. about and that I'm passionate about, and and um, so hoping that my my kids, you know, kind of do the same thing, and mm-hmm. I I hope that that is her mind, and it's not it's not something to appease people and. Um, yeah. So you know, you know what it's, you're, it's different. I don't know. You know what you're bringing to mind for me, um, which is right on topic here with, with understanding of baptism and, and our, our relationship with Christ. When, when I, I grew up, let, let me paint two extreme pictures and I'll bet even as, as with your Methodist upbringing, Tanner, you can, you can relate mm-hmm. to this. I grew up in the Baptist world where to, to a, an extreme, it was all about that initial decision. You know, if you die tonight, would you go to heaven? Yeah, yeah. Have you decided to have you have you made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Have you prayed the prayer? Have you invited Jesus into your heart? All that all that language is about that initial decision. And and then I and so I, I was baptized when I was seven. I was curious to hear what you'd say. Huh. And on one hand I look back and go, I didn't know hardly anything. Right. Yeah. You know, but I but I do believe I had a genuine faith mm-hmm. in God and but mixed in there was pleasing my parents and this culture that I was a part of for sure um but I grew up in that and then in my early 20s I I first started working for a church tw- at 23 in the United Methodist Church which I didn't know anything about had no connection to mm. um and and it was part of my own spiritual formation part of my learning as a even a young Christian uh, and what I found is over and over and over and over and over again, I built relationships with Christians in this culture, this Methodist culture, that could not tell me when they became a Christian. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. when when did you become a Christian? And they look at me like, what? Like, that's a weird question. Right. Well, when did you pray to accept Christ? What do you... I don't... I've always been a Christian. Right. Or... I don't know. I couldn't even, even from my perspective then at best, you know, I say that with air quotes at best, they could say, well, I mean, probably about four or five years ago is when I really started wrestling with mm-hmm. what I believed and, 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 mm-hmm. and but I, I can't tell you mm-hmm. where I was when this happened or, you know, what words I said in a prayer or, um, cause, but I was baptized when I was an infant. So there was right. no like, milestone moment. There was no ritual associated with it. There was no coming down the aisle, you know, when we're all singing just as I am, right. you know, which mm-hmm. with the old hymn, which is what I grew up with. That's, and, I mean, that's very much what I grew up with yes. too. The, that like, do you know the date? Yes. You know? Yes. And so by the way, June 7th, 1977, I was seven years old. That's always stuck in my head. Mm. That's the date. Cause I grew up with that mindset. And what I found were mature Christians, people who loved Jesus 
in the Methodist church who couldn't tell me when it started. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And it kind of messed me up in some good ways. It mm -hmm. made me ask, I think, some really important questions. And, and here's where I land. Um, it's both. It's, on one hand, Scripture is clear that there is a point. This is just theological language, seminary language. There is a point of regeneration. Yeah. There is a moment when we step over from death to life. Right. Second uh, Corinthians 5.17 is one of my favorite lines in Scripture where Paul says, um, you know, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. There's no implication that there's this gradual shift. It's you, this language of being adopted into the family of God. Um, two of the three of us have adopted. We know there's a journey to that, but there's also a point where it becomes an adoption. Mm -hmm. There's a point of your name is now Jones, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so there is a point a beginning of new life in Christ. And then also what I firmly believe is there's this lifelong journey from that point to the day we die where we choose to follow him or not every day. We choose to submit to him or not every day. Um, and so it's both. And so I, I think that's where my brief journey in the Methodist church has been a real blessing to me because there was such a focus in that camp, if you can call it that, of process, mm -hmm. of, of ongoing sanctification, transformation, change. And, and yet there's this emphasis in my Baptist background of, well, it's got to start somewhere. Man, my, my friends and my family and my neighbors who don't know Jesus, I've got to introduce to them so they can start life with him. And so for us to bring it back to this weekend, you know, baptism to us, does not represent your parents are Christians. So let's baptize the babies. We don't do that here. Right. We baptize believers, but it, it, it for all these young girls and adults and everybody in between, we're celebrating this weekend that new life in Christ has begun hmm. for some of them. It started a week or three ago for some of them. It started sometime last year. Um, for a couple of them that I've talked to, they were baptized as infants, but it wasn't, their choice. It wasn't because of their faith. It was because of mom or dad or mm -hmm. culture or whatever. And they have come to a place where they realize, man, I, I've been following Jesus for a while now. And I've never been baptized as a believer. Yeah. Um, I've never celebrated with my spiritual family, what God has done in me. Mm -hmm. And certainly my infant baptism doesn't do that. And so I, can I be baptized? And we're like, yeah, bring it on. Right. You know? So that's where this all comes together for me. Um, and maybe even to bring it back around to Jesse, your daughter, Brooke, <clears throat> and to your even younger kids mm. that are, you're going to, you're going to cross this bridge is I think it's one of the challenges as parents, right? When are they, when are they, when are they ready? Cause yeah. you got, you got sweet little Ella. Well, and Ella's asking, probably, those, I was about Ella's to say asking that. those questions. She's, yeah. she, She's uh, what, two weeks, seven. Six, yeah. Seven? Two weeks ago, she asked, Hey, I, hey! I want to be baptized, and I started asking her like these questions about, well, what does that mean to you, right, and yeah. you know, and um, and so that's one of the things that we wrestle with as parents because both Shelby and I were baptized as infants. Uh, we we did grow up in the Methodist church <clears throat> and went through confirmation uh, at like thirteen, and um, 
you know, if we, you know, if somebody were was holding holding us hostage, saying, "I will let you out if you tell me the date," you know, we would probably have initially went straight to that date. Like, oh well, confirmation was really like when I had like under- middle school for you. Yeah, it's like when I had an understanding of what the baptism was mm-hmm. and what faith was, and and whether we want to do this or not, you know. But all at the same time. Uh, we were just kind of really doing what our families set out for us to do. And so it's interesting because I, both Shelby and I, were baptized here at Colonial after I was on staff at Colonial. Um, we used to have a service that happened in the loft in Building 242. And we were lead, we had a baptism weekend. We were leading worship over there um, in 2014. And... Uh, she and I both were baptized during the service over there. Um, and so I think, you know, if you ask me, I won't speak for Shelby, but if you ask me, like, when did, when did that switch flip for you? 2012 is when I became a believer. When I knew that, when I started learning there was more to this and, and I, and I grabbed a hold of my faith and owned it. Um, and then the celebration aspect of that, you know, there there was some embarrassment that I had to push through. Like, mm-hmm. I'm working on staff at a church, and I'm going to be baptized in front of people. Isn't that is that weird? You know, I had to wrestle right. with all that stuff. And, um, but it it is true. Like, there is a there's an element of both of this. Like, life change uh, begins. And it doesn't stop. You know, we we grow and we continue to grow, and and that's what it looks like. Mm. Um, so that's uh, part of part of this weekend, uh, anticipating having a discussion about life change, having a discussion about celebrating baptism, is just the understanding of this is a this is another mile marker in in the journey of following Jesus uh, for these people who are going to take that step and. Um, and for some, they, it may be the point where they go, I don't think I've ever been and baptized. And I mean, I love Jesus and I'm following Jesus, but I, I don't think I've ever taken that step. And it, this may be the weekend that they go, I want to have a conversation about that and see what that looks like and understand that more. And so um, it's just, it's an exciting weekend, uh, not only as a staff person, but just as a someone who loves Jesus uh, and has been trying his best to follow follow Jesus as best I can. It's cool to see other people on that road, and this is perhaps one of the most visible, maybe the only real visible moment of of in your in your journey with following Jesus that you get to display in all these different things. And so, mm. um, it's an exciting weekend for sure. I, mean, I, I like to use that language because that. I think you're capturing a lot of it is uh, baptism. We say this all the time. It's an outward expression of what's going on on the inside mm-hmm. of an inward reality. And, uh, and it's, but those are rare. Like right. we, we read, you know, in between so many lines of scripture that all God cares about is the heart. Mm-hmm. All he cares about is the heart. Now, obviously our actions are the outward visible expression of what's right. in the heart. Right. And that, uh, you know, scripture uses different metaphors like trees and fruit. You know, you can tell if a tree's dead or alive by right. the fruit um, or lack thereof or 
um, even the words we say are are the, the the visible, if you will, visible expression of what's in the heart, you know. Um, and you, man, you you said it. We don't see in the church it, at representing our ongoing, you know, um, experience as yeah. Christians. We don't see a lot of outside, you know, evidence. Um, across the room, so to speak. Right, right, Up right. Up close right. and personal. Yeah, for sure. It. In we, a relationship see, with a friend. Or an old, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. But, but as far as big crowd, it's just a rare thing to see something on the outside. Um, and so that's, yeah. uh, that's partly why it's so special. It's like, it's also why some people, I believe, hesitate to get baptized. <clears throat> right. Is either downright, I'm, I'm scared. I don't want to be seen. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in front of people in general. Or even on a heart level, hey, this is a very real, genuine thing for me. I don't want to make a big deal on the outside about it. Right. Or I know I know I still have a long way to go. I know I'm kind of a hot mess in different ways. <laughs> I don't want to stand up in front and be baptized. Right. Implying, look at me, you know. And yet, it's it's partly it's 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 important. Scripture is clear. Jesus said to do it. Jesus modeled it for us. Um, different New Testament writers talk about this is what we do. Um, Jesus said, I want you to go. I want you to go make disciples. Tell everybody about me. Teach them things. Oh, yeah, and baptize them. Like, it's not it's not random. <laughs> it's out of the mouth of Jesus that we would do this. Right. Um, Theological question. Is that uh, to to go and, and baptize, is that um, literal language? Or metaphorical language? Uh, Orthodox Christianity and theologians for now two millennium have said it's literal. In part because it was done so clearly, literally, and Jesus Jesus did it. So it, it, it's, it's like cognitive dissonance for it to be metaphorical. They did it, they did it, they did it. They modeled it. Hey, go do this. By the way, I'm just speaking symbolically. That doesn't that doesn't add up, you know. And so, and then and then more to the point. I shouldn't say more to the point. In addition, it's been practiced for two thousand years. This is what Orthodox Christianity teaches: is this is a this is a ritual. Nothing magic about it. This is a ritual that we get from Scripture. That God says it's kind of like communion, you know. It's not an idea. It's a it's a commandment. Do, whatever whatever you think of this, do this often. And there's reasons behind it. It, it. it helps us remember. It helps us focus. It brings a spirit of gratitude, um, and it means literally. You know. Now then we really get into the weeds of well, well, is the is that actually the body of Jesus? Which which some Christian camps teach. Catholicism, for example, teaches that's that's literally the body that becomes bread, the the the, the blood of Jesus. Um, we don't believe that. We believe that part's symbolic. Baptism, same way. Well, we argue. Well, are you supposed to sprinkle? Are you supposed to dunk them all the way under? Um, and there's different opinions about that. To me, that's all secondary. It's I know what we believe the Greek from the New Testament means to to immerse. To dip—that's really what we, what we translate that Greek to be. 
but because it's been practiced as sprinkling in so many different time frames and, and by different groups, that's become a common practice as well. So in very, in very, uh, general terms, it's a shared ritual of the church of all different types for 2000 plus years back to the heart of it because of what it represents. That's the whole thing, man. Maybe even a good transition. Um, it's all, it all goes back to the heart. You know, we, we, it's part of what, um, somebody brought up in our rooted group, um, asking about, Oh no, no, I'm thinking of different conversations. Somebody brought it up yesterday in a different conversation with me. Hey, would you be willing to sit down and talk with me about why, where do all these denominations come from and mm. what's the history of, of division in the church and opinions? And, and I'm like, Ooh, that's a, that's a doozy, but but yeah, I mean, I've learned a lot and let's, <clears throat> let's sit down over a beverage and talk. Yeah. And, um, but it, it brings to mind, um, that there's, there's things we disagree on that are secondary and even down the list of not even, not even secondary, like way down little things. What are the main things that we, that we believe and where do we, where do we really land and it comes back to the heart. It's all about the heart. That's that's why the church can look so different and still be beautiful. And I know not everybody's comfortable with that. We we all want to put it in a box. We all want it to be tangible and black and white. And but man, people are wired differently. Um, experiences are different. Mm-hmm. It's why the church in Latin America looks very different than the church even just up up the globe a little bit in Texas, you know, yeah. and that's not a bad thing. Right. Um, as long as we stick to the main things, you know, but it comes back to like, if we can transition back to even like the Asbury revival that yeah. continues out in Kentucky, man, there's so much celebration of what's going on out there. And if you don't know what we're talking about, Google it and you're going to get flooded with, with yeah, some news yeah. stories and pictures and right. But there's also a lot of criticism that's growing mm-hmm. and, Man, opinions all over the map, and man, where I land, just to oversimplify, is, well, it's about your heart. I mean, right. you can be in that room or a part of something like that, and your heart can be pure and right. focused on the Lord. You can be a part of something like that and have really poor motives, or be have a total misunderstanding of what what the heck is going on. Right. Um, I know you've been reading well, about yeah, that, Tanner, yeah, and I've seen, I've seen like uh, just you know what you said. There's like a lot of criticism about it, and I think if I can speak honestly about it, I think that is a representation of where we are as a society. We're just we're so quick to cast a critical eye, uh, even to be judgmental on it, and um, really, it's like to doubt or to question that there's any sort of thread of, of truth that's going on. And so from afar, you can look at what's happening and you might be able to categorize it as a media stunt or, um, just really good, uh, you know, production team that's, that's putting on something to where they're getting this recognition from and, um, I, I, I kind of I agree. I tend to agree with you. I, I I think it's all about the heart of it. I think something like that can can radically transform people's lives. Is there is there you know sort of um, I don't know if it's capitalism, but like 
this idea of capitalizing on a moment to better your thing or to gain more notoriety. Yeah, there's like all those things that could happen with those things, but it doesn't negate uh, the good that can come from it. And sitting in Wichita Falls, Texas, miles away from where this thing's happening, I'm not in a position to criticize or judge anything that's mm-hmm. happening over mm-hmm. there. I trust the Holy Spirit. Um, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say this, uh, what is it about Christianity? What is it about um, Christians today that struggle with the ability to trust the Holy Spirit in another person mm. as much as we might trust the Holy Spirit in us? Um, I'm not in a position to say that that's what's happening over there is not real. I, I think there's a very real aspect to, um, God moving in people and, Whatever the outcome of that is in their personal life, again, it comes back to the heart of that person, not for the heart of the entity that is uh, the college there and, and what's happening there, but for the people who are impacted and, and, and genuinely are reaching for an encounter with the Lord, like, okay, who's to say what kind of good can come from that? Um, and I think we're just so quick to judge. It reminds me of like when I first came to Colonial, uh, again, we've talked about already that I ha- I grew up in a Methodist church, a very traditional setting. You sang this hymn at this time. You recited this prayer together as a, a, at this time. There was this affirmation of faith that we recited together, and then you sang this hymn again. And there were all these different aspects. <clears throat> and so when I first came to Colonial, there was a band on stage. You know, like I would go see in a concert, there were people who were being expressive in worship, lifting their hands up and and getting down on their knees and and, and singing. When I first showed up, I'll be honest, I looked at them and going, why are they showboating? Like, why are they trying to show off how cool they are, how much more in love with Jesus they are than Mm -hmm. I am? I thought they're making it about themselves. And it's taken me years over time as I grew in my relationship with Jesus, understanding that there's more, there's always more. And as you go deeper in relationship with him, more of you starts to come to life. Um, it was, it took, it took that journey for me to go, these people are sold out to Jesus. Like they're just, they're expressing themselves. They are, they are, um, laying themselves down before God, worshiping him with everything that they have because they are in love with Jesus. Are there some who are doing it because there's emotions? Well, of course, but like that's because of everything. Because there's what? Motions? What'd you say? There uh, are there some who are just doing it because they're going through the motions. Oh, going through the motions. Like they're gotcha. just you know gotcha. yeah. Like it's from the rising of oh that's the sun it. yeah all these mo- I was yeah. like are there, are there hand motions? are there hand motions I can get with behind this? that waves there of probably mercy, are man. some hand motions with that waves yeah waves of mercy oh we're dating ourselves <laughs> but like that's that's where I liken that's where I liken a little bit of like I brought in some cynicism and some critical eye and some judgment and because I was not sure that this was real or or whatever and I didn't want to be a part of something that wasn't real yeah but again. The deeper I went in relationship, the more I realized, you know, when you fall in love with Jesus, the only thing that comes out, we say in our worship in our in our worship team and uh, things that we've done uh, with them is that worship is the natural expression of what is at the center of our lives, and so that's not you know the only definition you can cast for worship. I would give. There's a lot of people that can 
would have a different definition of it. But the point is, when you fall in love with Jesus, the natural there's a natural expression that happens, and you kind of can't help it. Mm-hmm. Um, you do things in service of the one that you love. Um, you act in certain ways that displays your love. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I saw happening. And so, you know, is there radical healing happening in this revival that's happening in Asbury? I don't know. But is God doing something? You bet. (laughs) There's no way a group of people centered around pursuing Jesus and he doesn't show up and do something. Like, that's just what happens. So You hit on part of that that, man, is just so fascinating to me or, or engaging for me in that on one hand, our culture just has become increasingly skeptical, cynical, mm-hmm. certainly of institutions in general. Uh, we were talking before we started recording, you know, just about it goes all the way back to the 70s and Richard Nixon and Watergate and the Vietnam War and more and more national leaders, you know, just falling hard, you know, morally mm-hmm. or, you know, finding out they're deceptive or whatever. But that's even become a more of a reality in the church, for sure, the last, I don't know, 15, 20 plus years of megachurch pastors having affairs coming out or embezzling right. or, or really just causing to question, is anything that they taught or, or told us to do real? You know, right. can we trust? You know, and so at some level, it's, it's downright reasonable. Like our culture yeah. has just become more and more... Um, distrusting. Yeah. Um, the counter to that where I, I want to kind of camp out for a minute, especially thinking about these folks we're baptizing this weekend and, and new life in Christ is there is a, a journey of maturity that I think is central to our understanding of Christianity right. is central is for sure is starting a new life with Jesus, starting a new trusting relationship with Jesus but then there's so much more. It's the daily, long-term, slow transformation. Right. And so any of our listeners who are, are followers of Jesus can can apply this to your own journey. The three of us here can talk about how, how am I different today than I was three, four, five years ago, much less 10 or 12 years ago, much mm-hmm. less 25 years ago, much less, you know, right. old guy like me, 30 years ago, and... And I can't tell when I look in the mirror every day that I'm changing, but I'm telling you, I can look back at who I was even 10 years ago as a pastor, as a spiritual leader and go, oh my goodness, look how much God has not just taught me with some knowledge that stuff I didn't know then, but also continue to shape my character and grow me up in some areas of weakness um, convict me of sin that I just couldn't see before. These are these are all different ways that he he matures us. And if I can finally connect the dots between that maturity journey and this growing skepticism and distrusting, uh, just pervasive attitude, is I think maturity looks like assuming the best. Yeah, you know. And so I think that part of becoming a mature follower of Jesus. As I look across the miles, you know, to Asbury, Kentucky, I have my own skeptics, skepticisms and, and questions and, um, you know, 
I always joke how, you know, sarcastically, quote unquote, different is bad, you know, because right. that's that's my flesh. Like, I don't I don't get it. So it must be bad. You right. Know? But but I have all that. And yet maturity in Christ requires that I go, man, what if God's up to something? What if what if a ton of those people, maybe not all of them, but a ton of those people are pursuing God and are encountering him in a very real way and are excited and 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 resisting I think the flesh, which says, you know, you can't really trust anybody. You know, you can't really believe anything that's happening from the top down. There's got to be an ulterior motive. Yeah. You know, yep, yep, yep. and, and I think even to, to go all the way down to my own little personal experience of worship, like you said, there was many, many years where I didn't raise my hands in worship because I didn't, I questioned the people who did it. What's their motive? Look at me, look mm. at me. This is, I don't want to be that person a lot of it was just my own insecurities and my own yeah. self-consciousness. And now I'm to the point where I'm like, I know where my heart is. Yeah. I love him. Maybe yeah. somebody 12 rows behind me is going, Oh, I don't even know if he means that. Well, yeah. Okay. I can't control that though. Right. I love right. Jesus. And there's moments <laughs> where I find my hands are going up and my, I'm tearing up and I, I'm not going to worry about it, you know? Yeah. But I, I think there's, there's some kind of crossover between the cultural attitude of distrust that has seeped into the church, seeped into the Christians, and yet maturity in Christ overcomes that. I've heard you say something a while back, and I, you didn't use this wording, but um, something to the effect of um, you can't you can't ever fully find faith if you're not at least willing to embrace the possibility of truth in in something. Mm. If you approach it with um, I'm going to find the holes, you know, or I'm going to find the faults or I'm going to find the ulterior motives. Yeah. Well, guess what? You're going to manufacture those yourself, right? If you can't at least, at least embrace the possibility mm. that there could be truth in this. Mm-hmm. Well, how could you ever ex- hope to find faith? Mm. And it's almost as if not, this really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you credit for it. Um, and so I think, I wonder how much of that, like we get a, we get a, a, what we've said already, we get an expression of people willing to say, um, I put myself out there and I was willing to accept there's a threat of truth in this. And because of that, I found faith and I found love in Jesus. And now I'm ready to, I'm ready to display that for people to see. And I'm not done and this isn't the this isn't the moment that I go. I have arrived. This is me saying I am committed to to discovering how much more truth there is. Mm. How much how much more relationship mm. God is ready to bestow upon me. And um, and that's what I think this weekend really can represent for us. Mm. So I'm excited to 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 do that with with our church. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I wrote. Uh, the, forgive me. If this is like not even. I don't. I, this may not even uh, go well. But are you, are you tabbing this? Like, keep track of the minutes. Tanner's. I, Tanner's talking now. I'm talking I feel, now. I feel like he's catching up. Word count. You got the word count on for this. <laughs> I was dropping my son off this morning at daycare, and I had these moments. I, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this as a creative. I'm. I'm thinking, I'm not trying to over, 
I don't know. I'm not trying to be cool here. I just sometimes have moments where I need to write a thought down. And sometimes it's in song format. Sometimes it's not. I don't know. This may have nothing to do with what we're talking about. But I wrote this this morning, literally this morning, and I wasn't sure what this is going to be for. So I'm going to share it. And if it means something, it means something. If it doesn't, I'll chalk it up too. Oh, well. Uh, I wrote this. uh, I may turn this into a song. We'll see. It says, show me your hands. Are they as clean as mine? With dirt under our fingernails and caked in grime. Show me your face. Is there a guilty stare? Holding on to regret and full of despair. You who are grieving, I've been there too. And sometimes I wonder if it'll ever be through. There's space for you here, just as you are. No need for pretending his arms are at the ready. And I think that this weekend, this is my tie-in to what I wrote there. I think that this weekend is an opportunity for whatever walls we have put up to be intentional about taking them down and choosing to choosing to at least see the possibility that there's space for you here just just as you are and that there is there is this god who loves you unconditionally just as these people have made this decision and are taking this step with all their past and all their th- all the things that they bring into it and um God is in the in the business of making us clean, not receiving those who are clean. And so uh I'm, I again I said it before, I'll be redundant again. Um this is a cool weekend to be a part of. And it's one of the weekends that reminds me why why I do this and reminds me how much of a privilege it is to do this. Mm. Well said. Well said. How many words was that, Brooke? 58. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you said. I just counted all the breaths. Yes. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> well, I think that's, um, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the cool thing about it is it's, you know, to go back to the all about the heart phrase, mm-hmm. you know, we, we live in a society that wants to be able to judge the heart when we struggle to judge our own hearts. You know, right. Already, we yeah. we're, we're terrible oh, yeah. at it. And, yeah. and then to, especially like from a news clip or an article that we read or a tweet that we saw or somebody's Facebook post, we, we, we act as if we have the ability to judge the intentions and the, the realities of somebody's heart that we have no access to, yeah. you know, from so far away, you know, multi-states away, and somehow I have the ability to judge whether or not that's real. Yeah. You know, I can be skeptical. I am a very skeptical person. You all know this. <laughs> and, you know, it's still, I don't know the hearts of the people that are putting it together or the hearts of every person that's in there. And just as you said, I mean, get that many people there, yeah, there may be some people that are that are trying to capitalize on it in some ways. And mm-hmm. there's also going to be a whole lot of other people that are just, you know, caught up in the moment and and just happen to be there at the right time. And it is going to be something that will be, uh, you know, remarkably impactful in their life for the rest of their life, you know? Yeah. So I think so. I think it's, you know, and, and same thing with, with, uh, with, with baptisms, you know, it's, it's all about your heart. It's, it's not, uh, it's not the action that does it. It's not, right. um, 
it's not anything that, that, that we do that causes this to be special. It's just, you're just doing it from your heart. And yeah, so we're going to celebrate that along with everybody else. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, um, you guys got anything else before we wrap this thing up? Oh, worship and prayer night. We got oh, worship yeah. and prayer night Sunday night. Uh, you know, we talked about we got baptism in the morning, uh, and then we're sticking around, and we've got worship and prayer night starting at five. And if you're like, I don't know what this thing is. To be honest with you, it's going to feel a little bit like stepping into a living room and just trying to pursue Jesus together. So um, it's in the cafe, five thirty to or five to six thirty. Bring your kids with you. We we will worship in distraction with kids running around. We're gonna have some coffee available for you, and just have a good have a good time um, praying. There'll be some prayer prompts, and we're gonna sing together. And can I, can I be like Debbie Downer for a moment? Do it if you're listening to this right now. It's can you? Too, it's too late. That's true. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. That actually is. True. I loved hearing you like promote it and yeah. invite, and I'm like, you know what? That's we're, what you missed. But <laughs> we're recording this early, and when they when they that's right. Um, I hope you came though, because yep. I'm anticipating when we're recording this. I'm anticipating it being really sweet. Yes, and uh, send into the uh, podcast stuff what you thought about it, <laughs> and if it was bad, I thought, I thought address it, was a it to pitchy. Brooke. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's right. I'll take it. The one was a little off on the tram- the uh, tambourine, but yeah, am I still? But he was it? loud. Give him that. Hey. I've always believed that. If you can't sing well, sing loud. That's been my <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's what they teach you. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's an exciting weekend. So yeah. um, hopefully uh, we're on the other side of, you know, 101, and we're saying, man, that was a really cool weekend last weekend that we recorded yeah. beforehand. And Yes. Yeah. I still can't believe we have 100 episodes under our belt. That's like when we started this thing, I mean, I think we'd all be lying if we said, oh, we're, we'll get 100. Absolutely. Like, I thought we might do single digits and go, you know what? <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> was it? That was, that was an experience. Yeah. And it may still morph. I, in fact, maybe we haven't said this in a while. I'll say it. Is this thing has room for change, has room for improvement, hands down. I know we want that. And we invite feedback. Tell us what you have enjoyed about some or uh, much of the last hundred episodes tell us uh, one or two things you wish we would do differently or in addition to uh, whether it's it's guests or subject matters or even even format I, I I'd like to think that we're genuinely open to, to all that podcast at colonialchurch.com uh, maybe even invite is there a is there a, a funny thing or a quirky thing uh, about a specific episode or about the things we do that you've enjoyed. Um, who's winning the, the word count in your opinion? <laughs> is it possible that, Obviously me. that Brooke is really winning? He's, he's lying to us. Probably not. That's I think the word count is like golf. The lower, the better, the lower, the better, <laughs> <laughs> not in a podcast. <laughs> I don't think we can sit around and stare at each other. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe one or more of us should. <laughs> well, uh, Lauren, what can we what can we look forward to as we're wrapping up? Um, Awaken. This is the end of the month. Uh, next weekend is um, communion and uh, come to the table. 
the the month uh, the thirty days of of prayer and fasting will come to a close. Um, what are we What are we looking forward to? Looking forward. And you hit you hit the highlights uh, a- after hearing this recording uh, for our folks this this next week. Coming up to the first Sunday of March, uh, it's going to be a full-blown chili cook-off. Great, great time just to be church family, meet some people, be with the friends you already know and love. Man, don't miss that. What a great time to uh, to be intentional and come together. Uh, man, thank you in advance. So many people working hard to, to make that happen. That's, that's so much more work than people realize <laughs> before, during, and after. So thank you for all y'all being a part of that. Um, you hit it on the head too, Brooke. You know, Awaken is over in just a few days. Uh, it's over the 2nd of March is our 30th day of the Awaken experience. So maybe next week we can do a little debrief on that experience, both personally and the feedback we get from people. We'd love to hear from you about that as well. Send in a just even just a brief email, podcast at colonialchurch.com on your Awaken experience. What was challenging? What was enjoyable? Uh, what did you hear God say? What, what did you learn? What was different? Um, I know that uh, our pastors from these different churches that are participating have said we're going to get together and debrief even on behalf of our churches um, sometime next week, and I'm, I'm hopeful that happens. So hopefully I can bring a little bit of that insight from some of our, our neighboring churches about that. Um, and then looking beyond that, man, Easter's going to be here before you know it. We're, mm-hmm. we're doing some, some special, uh, special focus just even in our weekly teachings and the weeks leading up to Easter. And I, I'd like to think it'll be really interesting to folks. We're going to look at kind of Easter uh, and ultimately the gospel, but, but Easter specifically through the eyes of different people that lived it. Uh, maybe some lesser known characters in the story, if you will. Mm. And I'd like to think we can all kind of put ourselves in those, those people's shoes in different ways and um, with their confusion, their excitement, their, their fears, and ultimately their, their discovery of Jesus. So th- that'll be a little bit of a focus, but I'm getting, I'm getting ahead of myself. I think, I think even just this coming weekend, the 5th of, of March is going to be really special and fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you guys. Uh, thank you for the uh, 100. Happy 100, everybody. Happy birthday. <laughs> sure. This has been the E6 Podcast from Colonial Church. You can always get more information about Colonial at colonialchurch.com, or you can download our app from the App Store or the Google Play Store. As Lauren said, send us your feedback. Send us your thoughts. Uh, podcast at colonialchurch.com. Thank you guys for listening, and we will pick it up again in the next week, 101.